Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. I think I finally found my hallelujah. I've been waiting for this moment all my life now. Um, what the heck is this? Semi's getting blown off 35W? I just sent my kid out for a walk with the dog. Are they going to go all Mary Poppins on us, Paul? (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) I'm not tracking your kids on Doppler. Please do. (laughs) See if you can see Ruby and Nala outside and make sure that they stay on the ground and don't get blown up. My goodness. I am tracking some of my old girlfriends, which... (laughs) It's very inappropriate. <laughs> but, <laughs> is that uh, so is this a surprise? Is is this band a surprise? Because I know we led yesterday no. talking about weather and it was snow. And now all of a sudden I, I ran downstairs when I heard you on with Chad. I go, babe, walk the dog now because Paul says we're getting blown away all over the place. Jory, you're, you're just like my other wife. I mean, when I say <laughs> stuff, Lori sees my lips move. She doesn't hear a thing. You know, oh, it's okay. kind of like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yesterday we mentioned a possibility of severe weather, and uh, it's here. And so far, most of it has stayed south of the metro, but there's going to be the main event after 7 or 8 o'clock. The, uh, the models bring some stuff up out of Iowa. You know, bad things come out of Iowa. And uh, actually, a lot of good things, too. But um, no watches, no warnings, but it's right. The atmosphere is uh, locked and loaded. Very unstable, and Aye. a lot of wind shear. Uh, the wind's Aye. changing direction and speed as you rise up through the atmosphere. So uh, it's ripe for some wild okay. storms. Well, I didn't really want to start the the show off talking about weather, but we have to. And don't worry, folks. Paul will definitely keep an eye on it and, and turn up the Doppler and make sure that uh, Ruby is feet on the ground okay. and Nala's getting I'm her walk it. in there okay. Okay. I got my best people on that. <laughs> hey, uh, Chris Tubbs is our producer today. Chris, mute your iPad because we can hear you coming through. Just mute that iPad. There we go. All right, much better. What I did want to talk about uh, was masks. Be- and and we thought, oh, Jordana, please. That is like so 2021 talking about please. masks. We have it's to talk about masks. We are past it. Because yesterday, Philadelphia became the first major city to announce that it's bringing back indoor mask mandates. And that means um, 
indoor places like movie theaters, bars, restaurants are going to be required to have customers mask up. It's because of this new variant or subvariant, whatever you want to call it. You've heard about it. BA2. It's spiked in the last, it spiked 50% in the last 10 days there. Um, officials are hoping that the masking will cut down on the spread. New York City, Washington, D.C., other places are looking to bring back their mask mandates as well. And this comes, of course, as Paul, you know, um, masks are set, or the mask mandates are set to expire on airplanes, you know, in, in public transportation. Mm-hmm. Come, I think it's next Monday. It's it's the 18th of April. And I, I'll, I'll just be honest. I wear my mask, well, I'm always honest, but I wear my mask everywhere. I'm immunocompromised, so I'm that subset that has to or should. So I wear my mask everywhere. But I cannot imagine stepping foot in an airport or getting on the TSA line or getting on an airplane without a mask. Yeah, and I, and I don't <laughs> think the FAA is going to uh, rescind the mask mandates anytime soon. That's just a wag you don't on think my so? part. And I'm not personally offended when asked to put on a mask. I do not mm-hmm. see it as an infringement of my liberties and my freedoms, of which I have plenty. But here's what I think about the whole masking thing. And Greg Poland from Mayo Clinic, Dr. Poland, has been telling us this. Mike Osterholm, you've been hearing him on CCO mm-hmm. saying this. We have to learn to live with this thing. It's not yeah. going to zero. There will be flare-ups. Just like like brush fires igniting and then gradually, you know, subsiding. And it's going to be regionally based. Certain parts of of America are going to be uh, have a higher viral load and a greater chance of causing infection than others. I think it's a little like the weather analogy, right, with watches and warnings. If if I'm driving into a storm, I'm going to have an umbrella. Um, an ice scraper, maybe a shovel, I'm going to be ready. Sure. If I'm going to a certain part of America, if, God forbid, I flew into Philadelphia today, I would take precautions that I might not take in Minneapolis and St. Paul or St. Cloud based on the fact we're going to have color coding. In fact, we should, just like we do for weather. We should have color coding for levels of infection. I'm sure that exists mm-hmm. on some of CDC's maps. But that's where I think it's going, where it's going to be on us. Personal responsibility. If you're going somewhere where the case count is much higher, uh, you, you need to wear your mask more often. Maybe right. you don't want to have an indoor meal at a restaurant. But here, for now, day by day, I'm generally not wearing a mask unless I'm asked to wear right. a mask. Right, right, and we know that masks aren't perfect. They're not. They're not perfect. It, it's right. not, uh, you know, a, a cure all. Mike Osterholm certainly talks about that, especially if you're not wearing it correctly. Um, it, it, they are not a cure all, but hopefully they would be able to cut down on transmission, where we wouldn't have big spikes, or we wouldn't get to the point where we have to close schools, or God forbid, you know, anything right. else. And, and to just kind of keep it at a low rumble until we can get a much better handle on COVID and its variants. So uh, we want you to chime in. Our text line is 651-461-9226. You know, would you be open for a mask mandate coming back here? I, we want to hear about everything. Are you ready to get on an airplane? Because those are set to expire on Monday. Are you ready to get on an airplane without wearing your mask? What is, you know, what are your, you know, I'd, I'd, 
we don't have to have the debate about masks again or not. Yes, good or bad. The Please, fact is they are here. about and, masks. I, w- I want to keep debating masks. Mm-hmm. Right I don't want to debate them. I'd like to but are you ready to have them change. come back? <laughs> right after debating masks, can we debate, debate yeah. Bigfoot and then climate change? Yeah. Abortion. We'll throw that in there. Well, a little bit of everything. <laughs> and look, just again, I hate to keep going back to this. Maybe I'm scratching an itch uh, that I can't reach. But um, I think it's going to be like weather watches and warnings. Yeah. Are you in an area that's under a watch yeah. or a warning? And most that Americans don't. You take precautions. If you're under a warning, most sane people, you know, Try to get out of the, uh, get away mm-hmm. from the storm and, and seek shelter. And I think some level of that is going to apply to this virus. We, we have to move on. I mean, people are exhausted, and we want to protect people who are older, immunocompromised. I get that. But I think it, it's incumbent on us not to be spoon-fed or expect the government to hold our hands. We have to figure out, if you're flying somewhere where there's a high incidence of COVID-19, mm-hmm. maybe you take precautions that you wouldn't take elsewhere. Maybe you wear the mask more often. I don't think that's Gee, that asking too much. that seems reasonable, Paul. That seems I, I know, reasonable, and, Paul. <laughs> and, and that's why it will fail, because it, it, it seems reasonable. Yeah. Uh, we heard some sad news before the show. Beloved actor, and I say beloved because I really loved Gilbert Gottfried. I thought yeah. he was hilarious with that crazy voice and all. He has passed away of a heart condition. Tim Lammers is going to be joining us next to talk about streaming and Gilbert Gottfried next. Now joining Paul and Jordana to talk Hollywood, film reviews, and all things movies from directconversations.com. It's Tim Lammers. Presented by Bradshaw and Bryant Personal Injury Attorneys. Seeking justice for the injured. Find them at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. You used to be a crime reporter in Japan. Why? You think because you're a foreigner, the roads are different? You like busting my balls, huh? It is a great joy of my life. Giving up and going home is not an option. You know what I mean? It's called Tokyo Vice, a new HBO Max original series. And Tim Lammers, thanks to Bradshaw and Bryant, is here to tell us if it's worth it. Hey, Tim. Hey, Jordana. Hey, Paul. This is Tim with Tokyo Vice. Not Miami Vice. Not like Don Johnson (laughs) and Crockett and Tubbs. Nothing like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is Ansel Elgort. Now, Jordana, I know you saw West Side Story. He's the lead guy in West Side Story, and uh, he plays this reporter for a prominent Japanese newspaper um, in the late 1990s, early 2000s. Um, It's the criminal underworld that he's covering. He's confronted by some very dangerous people with dire threats against him and his family. Um, It seems that there are just certain avenues you don't go down as a reporter uh, in Tokyo, and he's gone down that rabbit hole, and things get dangerous for him really fast. So, you know, it's probably a lot more hard-hitting than what you used to get on uh, TV with Miami Vice. Uh, You know, this is some pretty serious business. Michael Mann uh, directed it, of course, a terrific filmmaker who made Mm -hmm. Heat, one of the best crime thrillers of all time, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, it's one of these stories, though. It it, it slowly unfolds. It's ten episodes. So you're going to get, you know, it might seem a little slow at times, but I think it's definitely worth a series that you should stick with. Okay. Hey, 
we want to get to uh, your thoughts about Gilbert Gottfried. So let's go ahead and tee up the next uh, clip for review. This is an original Netflix movie called Metal Lords. How do they do it? They suck. There's three chords and they still can't get it right. Um, I guess we'll be seeing you at the Battle of Bands then. This is huge for us. This is our moment. No doubt. No doubt. It's nothing personal, Emily. It's just you're not consistent with the image we're trying to project. And I say no Yoko's. That was inappropriate. I completely agree. I'm talking about you. No Yoko's. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> well, yeah, this is called Metal Lords on Netflix. Uh, it's a it's a story about a couple lovable losers, uh, a couple guys that are uh, outcasts in high school. They figure they can be uh, 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 metal gods if they can win this Battle of the Bands contest. The only problem is they it's a drummer and a guitar, so they need a bass player. They find something re- uh, really interesting. This woman, young lady, she she plays cello. And she sounds really good playing music on, you know, rock metal music on the cello. But the guitarist is kind of a lunkhead, and he thinks, well, you can't, that's not our image. She's a, she's a girl, and, you know, this is a metal band. Well, eventually he comes to his senses, and you have you will not believe what you see as far as, I think it's a great, actual, a great approach to have a cello player in a metal band. I think you're going to look yeah. at metal differently after you see this movie. Cool. I love music movies, so uh, I think we can. And it's yeah. funny, you know, it's a high school mm-hmm. comedy. Uh, language is a hard R language, mm-hmm. so I can't even repeat the band's name. Uh, but the big Got star it. is Jaden Martell. Uh, he is in the It movies. You definitely know this kid. It's, you know, it's a fun, I won't say a family movie, but definitely teens. If you, you know, they, they'll, they'll take mm-hmm. the strong language, but not for kids. Okay. All right. Hey. Tim, what are your thoughts about the passing of Gilbert Gottfried? I mean, he 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 was like in a different universe, and um, he, I, oh. and I know he was suffering from an illness for some time. But what can you tell us about his passing? Well, I think like a lot of people, I was shocked. I mean, I wasn't aware of this. Certainly, he wasn't. If he was public, it wasn't very public. Um, you know, I was talking. Uh, with Chris on the phone, and right then I clicked onto a picture I had seen after Louis Anderson and Bob Saget both passed. Gilbert had a picture with those two that he posted. Yes. It's just mm-hmm. been a horrible year for you know some legendary stand-up comedians, and uh, you know all of them in their you know mid to late sixties. You know they're just way too young. But I heard yes. Jordana talking. Yes, I loved Gilbert Gottfried too. I'm sure some people got annoyed by the voice, but that was part of the appeal. And, Agreed. you know, one yeah. thing that I texted to Chris was, you know, he's one of the very few people left who he's just not, he wasn't afraid of offending anybody. I think those comedians are becoming a rare, rare breed these days because, you know, they, people are offended a lot easier and mm-hmm. are taking the task and, and uh, canceled or attempt people attempt to cancel them because of the things they say. Gilbert Gottfried actually lost a big contract with Affleck because of an insensitive joke. You know, so he, you know, became part of that cancel culture early on. But, yeah, it's a big loss. I mean, he was a very talented person, and honestly, every time he opened that, uh, he, he spoke with that voice, uh, I laughed. I mean, he was yes. funny. Everything he did, he was funny. 
Was that his real voice, by the way? <laughs> I, you know what? I've never, I never heard him speak mm-hmm. other than that. Now, look, I got mm-hmm. some friends in radio that you know who interviewed him quite a bit. I would imagine that he was a little more tame off mic, um, okay. but by all indications, I mean everybody loved the guy. You know, they really but did. I mean, that voice you, served him well, Paul. Like he was, <laughs> you mentioned the Affleck duck. He was and, Iago. And Iago, in, in, the, I don't yes. Wanna, in I don't want to seem disrespectful mm-hmm. by trying to do his voice, but he was Iago yep. the parrot in Aladdin. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and just so distinct. Yeah. That's the whole thing. He was so distinct. I know. Six, I'm miss him 67, too. though. I mean, that's good too grief. young. <sighs> My definition of old age keeps going up, you know, 97. Now, that that's old. But 67, yeah, no, it it's not old. But um, 70s is too young, 80s is too young. I mean, it's yeah. just, you know, it just, apparently he lived with this for quite a while. And, again, it was news to me. But, but it was, uh, you know, allegedly, and I want to say that because I don't know the full story yet, but some people try to beat everybody else to the punch by announcing what he had. All I will say is that I know or read is that it was a heart condition. And, again, it's just so tragic. It's so tragic because these people have meant so much to us and they've had such an important impact in our life, you know, and entertaining us and just taking us away from the madness. And now another one of those voices is gone. Tim Lammers, thank you for reflecting with us. We appreciate you and we appreciated uh, Gilbert Gottfried and all the years of comedy that he brought us. Thank you. When we return, we're going to check back in with Joe Lindsley, our reporter from Lviv Lab on the ground in Lviv, Ukraine. Next. Welcome back. The situation in Ukraine seems to worsen every day. I keep waiting for everything to turn around and there to be some positivity. I mean, there is positivity in the fact that Ukraine still exists, that President Zelensky is still alive, that people are still fighting and the world is still seemingly supporting uh, Ukraine. But uh, yesterday, Mariupol's mayor said that more than 10,000 civilians died during Russia's, Russia's siege of Mariupol. And, Paul, did you said that number, did you did you read that that number was even way higher than what I yeah, have? I, yeah, I heard as many as 22,000. They can't get a, a definitive count because the city is still under siege by the Russians. So they, they can't get people in to recover the bodies. It's just a mess. But, yeah, the estimates are over 20,000. People may have died, and they may have used chemical weapons. Uh, Ukrainian officials are checking into reports that Russia may have used chemical weapons in that port city of Mariupol. Uh, This comes after a report by the Ukrainian military uh, predicting that the uh, Russian army is on the verge of taking the city, and that would give Russian forces a land corridor between Russian-controlled Crimea and the disputed territories in eastern Ukraine's Donbass region, where uh, Putin is focusing his attack. But, but Jor, Ukraine is investigating, at last count, 5,800 cases of alleged Russian war crimes. Mm. And, I mean, stuff that, I, I mean, I, I really have trouble digesting what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, and I certainly don't want to share these stories on the radio, but... 
as bad as you can imagine, worse than you can imagine. Uh, depravity, I mean, just mm-hmm. takes depravity to a whole new level. And look, every war is is horrific, but it just seems like that is part of what the Russians are doing, terrorizing the civilian population. And yeah, uh, it, it appears that war crimes have been committed. Whether or not anybody is held to account remains to be seen. And the blocking of humanitarian convoys. Uh, Mariupol's mayor is saying that the Russian forces are, again, not only committing those war crimes, but blocking aid to civilians amid the complete devastation of the city. So even to add insult to injury there, that they can't even get help. So people that maybe survived the attack can't even get aid from other um, humanitarian forces, which is absolutely devastating. Uh, yesterday's Austria, yesterday, Austria's chancellor met face-to-face with Vladimir Putin, uh, and the chancellor came away from that meeting saying it was tough and not friendly and that yeah. he had very little hope that the war would end anytime soon, which is devastating. Yeah, I mean, the is, whole thing is devastating. So, Well, Putin can't afford to lose face, right? Because he could be kicked out of office or worse. So he, and what's amazing is the number of Russians who are going along with this because they don't know the truth. There is only one version of reality, and it's being presented to them by mm-hmm. the Russian state. Uh, They are censoring anything that doesn't comport with Vladimir Putin's narrative, that this Mm -hmm. is a special military operation. We're liberating Ukraine. Um, There is no free press. There's no independent reporting. I think younger people who know their way around a VPN can get other information. Mm -hmm. uh, But it's it's really, really hard for people to get the truth right now in Russia. Uh, Joe Lindsley is our reporter on the ground at Lviv Lab, which is in Lviv. He is living through this war, and um, we are currently broadcasting live on Facebook and Twitter. But, Chris, I can't see Joe through the stream yard that we have. Can you pull him up so I can make sure that he's there? Paul, do you see him? And, Joe, I don't know if you can hear me. Can you hear me, Joe? Yeah, I think we uh, – oh, there's there's Joe, and uh, I see him, so we will – Bring him, uh, bring him up right there. He should be good to go right there, Jor. Okay, I think you have to bring me into the broadcast there, Chris. Chris? Yep. There, there we, go. we go. Oh, there's Joe. Here we go. And you can too can see him on the CCO Facebook and Twitter. Joe, I'm sorry that there was a delay. It's great to see you. Great to see you, Jordana, Paul. Good evening. Good afternoon hey, to you. So we were talking a little bit about Mariupol about yes. how there could be as many as uh, 20,000 casualties there, and also the accusation that the Russians are blocking humanitarian aid. Do you have any update for us on that? Well, and I'm sure also you were talking about the, the allegations of chemical weapons attacks yes. uh, in Mariupol. Yes. And, you know, Mariupol is, uh, it's, I mean, it's the last Ukrainian holdout on the coastline of the Sea of Azov. They have been under siege since March 1st. And, uh, yes, and, and the city is guarded by the Azov Battalion which is like a militia. Uh, if you go to, I think we talked about this before, if you look at Wikipedia, they're called neo-Nazi, but I know Jewish people here who are in the battalion and have been raising money for it. Uh, so there's a lot to investigate there. But 
Uh, they said yesterday that there was a chemical weapons attack, uh, and uh, it was fairly mild. Uh, but it's important because on March 25th, President Biden said if there is a chemical weapons attack by Russia, NATO will have to get involved. But I think I would say that the bigger issue, because so right now you have the Pentagon and the U.K. foreign ministry are saying we need to investigate this. But if you look at what's happened to that city since March 1st, this is not some different nature. A chemical attack, you know, it's been absolutely brutal already what has happened there. And I think to, to draw this new red line doesn't really make sense. That city has suffered. It's one of the worst sieges in human history, I think, by any account. It is very difficult to get information. I was talking with a friend uh, who's here in Lviv whose parents are in uh, Mariupol, and he's not been able to speak to them in two weeks. Uh, that's how dire it is. They don't have communications, and people are starving. Hey, Joe, why is Putin focused on Mariupol? Uh, can you talk about the geopolitical strategy Biggest city that's that's right on the coast, right? I mean, are they trying to cut off access by water? Why Mariupol? Well, if you look at, uh, and I can send you later a, a map of, of where Russia has control, is controlling territory, Mariupol is the only place in the swath of territory from Crimea to the Russian border. Uh, just this one city. It's a major port city, uh, very strategic. And also, you know, uh, the, only, uh, the only city that Russia, the major city that Russians control now is Kherson. Her son fell very quickly in the war, and I was curious about that. So I was asking people, why did that happen? Something there might have been some inside job uh, uh, to make that possible. Uh, but Mariupol is, uh, you know, when Putin said he's going after the denazification of Ukraine, and Mariupol is, it, uh, has been a very patriotic city, uh, especially since 2014. It is home to this very fierce and mysterious Azov battalion. And so I think in the same way that he's going after Kharkiv, because it's a Russian-speaking city that was prospering and free and flourishing. Uh, he's, he's equally going after Mariupol. Maybe he has some kind of personal hatred, but also, I think most importantly, it would give him total access uh, to, 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 to the ports on the Sea of Azov and a land bridge from Crimea to Russia. Okay. Got it. Got it. Joe, what is happening in Lviv? How are you? How is your staff? What's happening with you? Well, the, you know, the staff of our newsroom has, I mean, we, we're uh, doing a lot of work on logistics and supplies. And right now our, our, our newsroom is filled with supplies that are going to Odessa, uh, some uh, defensive gear, uh, uh, vest and, and shoes for soldiers, uh, even uh, food for dogs uh, that's going to Odessa and Mikolaev. Uh, our staff hopes to leave for Odessa tomorrow. It's a bit of a risk because uh, Odessa has been under curfew. Uh, they've had more strikes uh, recently. And there's a sense that Odessa could be next for invasion. In keeping with this plan of Putin now to shift away from Kiev, it seems, we never know for sure what's happening, uh, but to shift away from Kiev and to control the, 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 the coastline of the Azov and the Black Seas. Uh, so our staff is working to get supplies. And uh, in Lviv, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a strange, you know, life is kind of coming back. The bars have reopened. They lifted the dry law. Uh, there's a lot of refugees here. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's a strange, more and more Americans are coming here. And there's also this element of who do you trust, uh, you know, knowing that, you know, there could be lots of Russian operatives. And in fact, uh, just a few hours ago, uh, Zelensky announced that Viktor Medvedchuk, who is, the term is Putin's kum, which means he's the, uh, Putin is the godfather of Medvedchuk's, one of his kids. So they're very close. Medvedchuk started the main opposition, uh, the main pro-Russian opposition party uh, until the war. There were sitting MPs in, the member, uh, in Ukraine's parliament who were actively pro-Russia. Uh, and Viktor Medvedchuk created one of these parties. He's an oligarch. And according to our reports, uh, he was found hiding in a church 
outside of the city of Makachevo in the Transcarpathian region, which is south and further west of Lviv. Uh, so, you know, maybe he was trying to hide in the mountains. Uh, but they caught him. Uh, his brother was a, a senior official in Lviv uh, tax administration. Uh, so this family has been deeply connected to Ukraine. And the allegation is that they were preparing the way for an easy invasion of Ukraine, which obviously has wow. not been easy. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. I mean, it is an environment of madness. And then, you know, we see I, like everything that, uh, and I feel this more and more, especially when I read some skeptical, yeah, even as, for example, the Pentagon and the UK foreign ministry went to investigate whether or not there was a chemical attack in Mariupol, you know, I, I, I wanted to step back and say, that doesn't matter so much. What, Matt, I mean, what Putin is trying to, I think he wants people to focus on those things and ignore the fact that he's seeking to wipe this country off the face of, of history and to make it just a dream. And, and that's really what he's almost succeeding to do in Kharkiv, which I, you know, I visited there in January, late January, early February. It was, I would put it top three most innovative cities I'd ever been to. Uh, and, and, and now it's in ruins. And he, uh, in an essay last July and in all the speeches leading up to the war, he made it clear that he, he wants to destroy Ukrainian culture. And if you look at, you know, people have asked what needs to happen in Russia to, to change the culture to, so there can be some kind of victory. Uh, and that's a very scary question. But after the Soviet times, uh, you know, Russia did every, the, the, the Communist Party destroyed culture and religion. And Joseph Stalin created the, today's modern uh, Orthodox Church, but they couldn't destroy it in the mountains of Western Ukraine. And the past eight years, even people in Eastern Ukraine, they came here, they would come to Lviv to remember their language and culture, and, they, and then they sort of brought that back to their cities. And, and so that's why Ukraine is so different from Russia. They were not totally destroyed during the 70 years of Soviet rule. And, and I think that is going to, I think that's part of what's happening here. It's going to take a lot more ex- exploration to figure out, you know, what needs to happen with Russia. But uh, U- Ukraine uh, is, is a, I, I'll say it, it was the freest country I've seen in all of my travels in the world. Without a doubt. And, and it's so hard to see these images of uh, that the world right now only sees images of like it looks like a Soviet Chernobyl hellscape now and in the videos that we see. I mean, the beach still looks like a lovely place. The mountains are still beautiful. But but the Putin is making the world see a bad, you know, a destroyed Ukraine. Joe Lindsley from Lviv Lab. And, and if our listeners want to help, they always ask how they can help at LvivLab.com. You can follow the Telegraph channel. And again, Joe's newsroom is taking donations and delivering them to those most in need that they can reach. Uh, Joe, thank you. I'm glad we got you on the air with us today. We want you to stay safe and we'll check in back yeah. again soon. Hang in there, Joe. Hey, thank thank you. you for the update. Please thank stay you. safe. Thank you. Good night. Okay. You too. Uh, I'm always just so glad to see him when when we get to see him. Yeah, and appreciate his updates. Uh, we have to take a break. Paul and I will be back in a moment. Everyone's asking, what's Joe's website? Lviv Lab, L-V-I-V-Lab.com. You can hear everything they are broadcasting out of Ukraine, trying to keep everybody apprised of the truth. It's just, it, it's a feeling of helplessness. I think many Americans have, many in the West. Mm-hmm. And I realize... It would be nice to avoid World War III. I get that. Mm-hmm. We don't want nukes going back and forth between Russia. I get that. And we're providing arms, and all of NATO, all 30 countries in NATO, providing arms to Ukraine. But somehow, mm-hmm. it still doesn't seem like enough. It's like, we're giving you all these it arms. Doesn't. Good luck. Good luck battling Russia. But we still cannot stand 
We, we have to stand against genocide. We have to do more. We yes. can't have yes. people, uh, you know, a, a, a crazy dictator going in and murdering 20,000 people. We just can't do it. We can't stand by as human beings. We can't. Something needs to be done. Uh, when right. we return, a beautiful Julian Lennon tribute to the people of Ukraine. You will hear that next. And Stephen Belton will join us at 420. The news is next on CCO. It's easy to think all money managers are pretty much the same. But at Fisher Investments, we're clearly different. Different? How? You sell high commission investment products, right? No. Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission-based investment products. Well, you must earn commissions on trades. Nope. Never at Fisher. We're a fiduciary obligated to act in our client's best interest. It's the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. How do you know what's in their best interest? We get to know our clients and then tailor a portfolio based on their goals and needs. But you probably sneak in some hidden and layered fees. No. We have one transparent management fee, structured so we do better when our clients do better. Wow, you really do look out for your clients. That's because our top priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. It might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments. Clearly different money management. Investments and securities involve the risk of loss. Adam Carter for Lindis Construction, promising you that that phone call to Lindis will be the last one you ever need to make your home renovation projects. Lindis, with more than 40 years of experience and 100,000 happy customers, their April offer, 75% off installation labor on LeafGuard gutters, GAF asphalt shingles, and Infinity... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.